You're listening to Called to Create, a podcast designed for the creative entrepreneur. I'm your host, Hannah McLean, a wedding photographer turned educator who is passionate about helping other creatives build the businesses of their dreams. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Called to Create. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart because it's something that I've struggled a lot with in the past, and I know a lot of other creatives have as well, and that is the hefty topic of imposter syndrome. If you have never heard of imposter syndrome before, the dictionary definition is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own effort or skills. Or in simpler terms, <laughs> the thought that you are lesser than, maybe not skilled, or not worthy of any success that you have. And I think as creatives, we are just more susceptible to imposter syndrome because we are art-centered business owners and art is subjective. There is always going to be opinions and differences from artist to artist in comparing our work and businesses to others just sets us up to fall into that imposter syndrome trap. And I think it's so important to talk about this topic of imposter syndrome because I think almost everyone's going to struggle with it at some point if you haven't already. And I think a big misconception is from like a lot of beginner photographers have told me before, oh, once I get better or once I get more experienced, I will grow out of like having imposter syndrome. And I am so sorry to break it to you, but as someone who is a few years into this, in my experience, it actually only has gotten worse the more experience I have because I think the better I've gotten, the harder I am on myself. You know, my eye has become better trained over the years and I notice all those like minute details that I probably wouldn't have maybe two years ago. My business sense has improved over the years and I notice a lot more of my failures probably that I wouldn't have even noticed a few years ago. And I feel unfortunately like it's just a vicious cycle to get caught up in and it just doesn't really go away with time. And the effects of imposter syndrome on your business and mental health, you guys, is insane. Like when you feel like a fraud, your body and mind are just on freeze mode. Like you're stuck. You kind of go into like, if you've been there before, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but you kind of go into survival mode and I feel like when you're in survival mode, you're not producing your best work. You're not able to be present in the moment because you're just so paralyzed by the fear that you could be exposed at any moment for not being as good as others think. I made a reel a little while back that said something along the lines of when someone compliments my work and then it cuts to a dancing clip of Christopher Walken and it said my imposter syndrome on its way to let me know that they made that up. And I feel like as much as we all got a laugh out of it, that right there really just sums up what it's like to be dealing with imposter syndrome. You can't accept compliments. You don't believe that you're worthy and you're just in constant fear of being exposed. And that's just not a place that's healthy to stay at. And so all of that to really just say, it's unfortunately not going to go away and it can be extremely detrimental to your mindset and business. So I want to dive into how to overcome it. So I'm really going to share three strategies that have helped me tremendously 
And the first one is to control your consumption. I know that I have talked about this in a few episodes back, but I want to put this in the context of handling and getting a grip on imposter syndrome because I'm sure you've heard the phrase that comparison is the thief of joy. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but it is so true. Don't get caught up in the scroll, you guys. Trust me, I know how easy it is to scroll and scroll. And as creatives, oftentimes our feeds are filled with other creatives' work and a lot of times talented creatives' work at that. So ask yourself why you're scrolling. Is it to be inspired and encouraged or is it just a habit that you have and it's leading you to feel like lesser than. I think a lot of times creatives have the misconception that you need to be on social media like 24-7 to have a successful business. And you guys, that could not be further from the truth. Like in seasons of busyness, in seasons where imposter syndrome is just really weighing heavy on me, I probably go on social media once a day, maybe once every other day. And that's usually just a post, interact, engage with my planned content. And my page still does fine. I still say relevant. I'm not irrelevant because I'm not on social media 24-7. And I feel like I'm in such a better headspace when I'm very conscious of how much I'm scrolling and when I'm scrolling I'm doing it like intentionally to either be inspired or to find new trends, not just scrolling to scroll because that's where I feel like it gets really dangerous and the comparison game really just starts to take over before you know it. A few practical ways to control your consumption are, for starters, setting app time limits on your phone. I personally lack the self-control to just turn off social media, so I have to set a time limit on some of my social apps. And after I've been on the app for maybe an hour a day, my phone will kick me off. And I've found also that setting app limits has helped me to be more intentional and productive while I'm on the app because I know, hey, I only have an hour before Instagram is going to kick me off. I need to get my stuff done. I'm not just aimlessly scrolling for hours. Another way to control the consumption is to be conscious of who and what you're following. So this isn't me telling you that you need to go unfollow every talented creative you follow because a lot of times I think following those sources of inspiration is what pushes us creatively and inspires us. But what I am saying, you guys, is that if there is an account that you are continuously going back to and comparing yourself to, or maybe there's an account that just makes you feel lesser than, unfollow them. Fill your feed with encouraging voices, uplifting and supportive peers. It makes a bigger difference than you realize. It is just so important to be surrounding yourself with positive influences. And if you are going to sit and scroll for hours, make sure that it's not stuff that's going to tear you down. Okay, my next strategy for tackling imposter syndrome is to go back to see your progress. I think imposter syndrome likes to tell us you're never going to be good enough. Like that's the lie that continuously is popping in your head when you're struggling with imposter syndrome. And the reality is you've already come probably so far from where you've started. So you need to remind yourself of that. I remember an instance earlier this year where I was just feeling so down about my work and I just couldn't get an edit right. I was just feeling so defeated. And then like, it was such a God moment because I think a Facebook reminder popped up like a few seconds after I was dealing with these really intrusive thoughts. And it was a memory of a photo I had posted at exactly that time last year. 
And to say, wow, what a perspective shift that was for me. It was just so encouraging because I was in a moment where I was really struggling and didn't feel like I was doing well to see where I had come from. Just even looking at a photo from last year, it was such a game changer. Like my perspective immediately shifted like, okay, maybe I can't get this edit right now how I want to look exactly, but can we just take a minute to appreciate how much better I am right now than one year ago today? And I think just remembering to slow down and looking back at where you came from can be such a perspective shift that you need sometimes because I think we just take for granted how far we've come and are so hard on ourselves as creatives that doing that can be so instrumental in like moving past those really intrusive imposter syndrome thoughts. So this is me telling you to go start a progress folder in your phone and save those first photos that you took into the folder. Yes, the ones with the crooked horizon lines and cringy poses. I need you to save them and go back and look at them when you are feeling down and just remind yourself of where you came from. Okay, the third strategy for tackling imposter syndrome is to document encouragement. And one way to do this is by starting an affirmation journal. Speaking affirmations over yourself, you guys, is underrated. It sounds stupid cheesy and I know it, but you at the end of the day need to be your own biggest cheerleader. If you can't be your own biggest cheerleader, no one else is going to be your biggest cheerleader and you need to believe in yourself. Even if you just take the time out of your morning to write one sentence a day in a journal about something you did well maybe or a positive affirmation over your business, you're going to start believing those truths and I think... I started a challenge, a 30-day challenge at the beginning of the year. It was like January 1st, I made a New Year's resolution to write daily affirmations over myself in my business every morning. And I remember the first day I stared at my journal for like 30 minutes. I was like, what do I write? I don't really have any positive things to say about myself or my business. I just didn't know what to write. And by day 30, I just kept pushing through and I wrote things. And by day 30, it was so much easier for me to think of positive affirmations to write. And that really, to me, just showed how adding a daily habit like that of speaking affirmations into your life, into your business, kind of forces you to believe that. The impact it had on my mindset was so incredible in that carried into my business in a lot of different ways. And when I was having a really rough day and I was just beating myself up or getting caught up in maybe a mistake that I had made, I went back and made myself read out of that journal the affirmations that I had written over myself in my business. And it really was a game changer to my perspective, to my attitude, and it really pushed me past those negative thoughts. Another way that I love to document encouragement, you guys, is to keep all of the kind words from clients in one place. I know all my photographers out there probably know what I mean when I say that positive feedback and reviews from clients absolutely fuel our soul. So whether it is a formal client review or maybe just a sweet text that they sent to you, screenshot those bad boys and put them in a phone folder. You could even make a collage out of them, print it out, frame it, put it on your desk. However you do it, document the encouragement, you guys. 
those are words of affirmation that someone has already spoken over you. And I think I'm so so guilty of doing this too. Someone will compliment my work or a client will give me positive feedback and I think, oh, they're just trying to be nice, right? Like, thanks, thanks so much. And then I just kind of brush it off and I'm not really believing it. So I wanna challenge you that the next time someone gives you a compliment or the next time a client gives you positive feedback to really just digest what they just said and accept that compliment. That is something I have also had to rewire my brain. It's kind of a learning process to actually start to believe compliments that people are giving you. I know that is so, so hard. So sitting down and just kind of reworking your brain and every time someone compliments you, taking that and actually taking it to heart and then documenting those pieces of encouragement for the days when you aren't feeling that way. Okay, guys, before we wrap up today's episode, I just want to remind you that if you are trapped in the comparison game or heavy in imposter syndrome, you are not alone. Know that you're worthy. Your work is valuable. Your business is valuable. But most importantly, you guys, you are valuable. And at the end of the day, your value does not come from others' opinions. Your value does not lie in your business. Imposter syndrome can attack like at the core and it's so important to have these tactics ready for when it does or it can really knock you out. I know from personal experience. So my challenge to you guys is to implement maybe one of these strategies I talked about in today's episode and let me know how it changes your mindset. Also, if you ever need a pick me up, my messages, you guys are always open. I am always happy to be your hype girl and send a piece of encouragement. Don't feel like you need to struggle alone. I know being a creative business owner can feel so lonely, but it does not have to be. That is all I have for you guys today. If you enjoyed listening to this short episode, I would super appreciate if you could follow and review the podcast, and I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Mm